It is here, Collective Podcast, Season 2. Krishkin, how the fuck are you? We are in Season 2, Jerry. So, yeah. R- recap of Season 1. So, big guests we had. We had Larry Sharp, Craig Lloydren, Mike Levy. We did Tales from the Filmmakers. But it wasn't good without Joe Volante. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, oh, wait. So, did I promise you guys that Joe Volante was going to be on the first episode you of the second did season? You actually did I never heard of this Yeah, before. oh, well. Too bad. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm a heel. You know this. I'm a bad guy. I'm a heel. Joe Volante is not going to be on this podcast. He's just going to be a name only. You know, I pulled I pulled a Vince McMahon. I was like, ah, you can be on the podcast, Joe. <laughs> and, then, and then I gave him a date, and then I was like, nope, I'm pulling you. This man, another person, is going to be on our... You're taking away his belt. be our show, yeah. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm taking away his, his title match. I'm taking away his podcast uh, match. In order to give the Volante man an opportunity, it always takes another Joe to see how you could fill the void. So, hey. for this episode, we have Joe Quattarara. He is a very successful young person who is doing a lot with the business community on Staten Island. Uh, he's involved with a lot of community organizations and has the Manfredi movement that he's working on. So we are going to talk to him about his aspirations, his key pursuit of happiness in business, and in his personal life. Yeah. But first, before uh, we uh, we jump into that, Jerry, what's been going on with you lately? It's been a month and a half. I know. It's been very, it's been very interesting with work. So with Sunrise, we've been on a nice trajectory. We have about $115,000 fundraised so far for our walk coming up in June. And with that walk, it helps give summer back to kids with cancer and their siblings. We're expected to serve over uh, over 100 families to have those kids with cancer and their siblings come to our camp for free. Hmm, that's cool. Um, uh, you have a event coming up? So that's going to be Sunday, June 2nd. It will be at Mount Loretto. And what's symbolic about our event for Mount Loretto is that the kids actually go to that exact same site for the camp itself. And what's important is when you have 500 attendees who are enjoying the walk, the biggest thing that I want them to take away from it is that these kids who are going to be at that site about like three or four weeks later, they're going to have twice as much twice as much fun as you are mm-hmm. with the same opportunities presented to them. So we want to make sure that all those kids are living life to the best of their capabilities. Sweet, sweet. Um, so what about me? What's going on with me? Um... So I'll do a free plug real quick. They're not sponsors, but I'll do a free plug. I've been working on at uh, Phoenix Studios on Staten Island, and I've been specifically working on Audio Dungeon. Oh, nice. Just a D&D show. We do, we do four shows. One is the main show, which is the Celestial War. Uh, the other show is Escape the Dungeon. Another show is Riddles in the Dark. And another show is Super Zeros. Ah! Real quick, Escape the Dungeon is self self exclamatory. We have one per they have one person go on the show. It's a guest. Uh, they have some really big guests on. I don't want to name them because I want you guys to watch. Um, but you have one person has to escape the dungeon within ten minutes, uh, and they are only and they're given a scenario, and they're only given a bag of holding, which they have to pull from, and everyone else, uh, all the other panels, put good or bad items in. That's, That's pretty. Uh, even for me, I'm not even into that stuff. That's pretty cool. I'm, 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 I'm trying to get you on. Yeah, because I think it'd be funny. 
I would see, love seeing you be your sarcastic self, not knowing what the hell's going I on. I would love to not know what I'm talking about. Um, we have they have riddles in the dark, which is self self explanatory. It's it's a game of twenty questions. You're giving a riddle, like a scenario, and you have to answer yes or no questions. You have to ask yes or no questions in order to solve a mystery. And superheroes, which is hilarious, is the is um you're given a scenario with a villain. It's a stupid villain. Well, not stupid. It's a it's a ridiculous villain, and um, you, the panelists of six are given ridiculous superheroes, which you never would think would ever save the day, and they have to come up with the way to beat the villain. So, which one can you see us emulating out of the four that you just mentioned? Well, you would be probably be good um, with Escape the Dungeon and Riddles in the Dark. Your questions, especially today, were bomb. <laughs> and then you have the Celestial War, which is the main D and D course, which is an hour long episode, which is more of the story based. They, yeah. they role play and stuff. But it's uh, you can find it on YouTube at, at Audio Dungeon or www.audiodungeon.com. They also have a, a lot of sponsors coming up as well. We got the other shows. So that's my free. That's my free plug, Jerry. That's my free plug. The plug of free ninety nine. Before, before we get into into Joe. Uh, I I binged watched this week uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, really? So yeah, so you know I was a big Sabrina teenage witch fan as a kid, especially Melissa Joan Hart. She was my first. Aww. She's my first crush. My first. Your she, first she, she, my, my, my first. My first childhood crush. Not specifically from Sabrina, but when she was on Clarissa explains it all. But yeah, I watched this show. Really good. I recommend it to everybody. It's it's really it's a complete opposite of what the comedy Sabrina teenage witch was when we were kids but it's really really good and then i watched game of thrones this week your review it was it was it was it was good i mean it's been two years since we've had a new season so they had to play reminder and catch up with everybody here's here's where everybody is so it was kind of boring but we have we've had some revelations how long are those shows so i never watched game of thrones like how, how long have they been on how long is the episode so it varies because you have certain episodes. So mainly they're like hour long, but you have some episodes that go maybe like an hour ten. Usually it's the finale episode of the season. This season it's only six episodes, and each and each episode is going to be like feature length to wrap everything up. But so far it's good. Um, oh, by the way, I saw the Star Wars trailer real yeah. quick. I know, oh boy. I know my, my monologue is going really long, but, but a lot of shit happened that we have to talk about. So real quick, I saw the Star Wars trailer. I'm super excited for it. Yes, Chris, I know you're listening. Chris, I know you're listening. I Yes, I Do am a fanboy. I am a fanboy. I don't care. I'm a freaking Star Wars mark. I'm a Star Trek mark. I know that's sacrilegious, but I like both. Shut up. The, this, this movie is probably going to make up for The Last Jedi. It's a really good trailer. There was a big, big reveal at the end of the trailer, which made me jump out of my chair, screaming in the kitchen on Friday. It was awesome. I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, that's basically it. And Avengers. We got Avengers in two weeks. We're going to have a review. We're going to have a review up, Jerry. Sorry, sorry let me rephrase <laughs> that. Michael, hold let on me, Let me rephrase that. I'm going to have a, re- have a review up. And I'm going to be there looking at you with all love and disgust. <laughs> I'm going to have a review up because Jerry doesn't watch movies. <laughs> But yeah, Jerry. Yo, I'm ranting going again. on thirty. That's my shit. I'm ranting. Let's uh, no, your your movie's Freaky Friday. Um, Thank you. Uh, let's go. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the interview, Joe. Let's go. Yeah. 
What is going on, everybody? Collective Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1, Christian, The Adventures That We're On. It's definitely a surreal one. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that is the only response that we care about for this podcast. So, well, yeah, I mean, what what response do you want? My my allergies are killing me. Eh, close enough. <laughs> so, we have a special guest for our first episode, second season, and that is Joe Quadrara. Hey, how you doing? It's a it's a pleasure to be on here. I've been working with Jerry for a long time on a ton of stuff, and then we got introduced, I guess, through Jerry, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now here we are. I'm just excited to be here, excited to talk about whatever it is that is going to be interesting to you guys. I know we talk a lot about business, charity. We got it all. So I guess you lead the way. You let me know how everything's been going on with Sunrise, and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. So... Just with you, like, I know you've graduated college, like, relatively in the last couple of years. What's it been like just getting yourself in the forefront and making sure people know who you are? Sure. So, I think an interesting part about that is that on Staten Island, it's really different than it may, it may be anywhere else. Because um, it's so small and so tight-knitted. Sometimes a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, coming out of college, I was really lucky to have a job opportunity with George Passarello and the Vaughn Agency who introduced me to a ton of people. Um, starting off with our clients, he introduced me to people in the Kiwanis Club who I ended up joining. Um, and then it branched out there for a bunch of political groups. And um, I've now started my own charity, the Manfredi Movement, which has just kind of led to more introductions, uh, which is pretty cool. Well, a lot of them being within politics, business, and charity, which are uh, similar in some ways and crazy different in others. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's been a really cool journey, and I got to be honest, I love the work life way more than I love school. Um, school was, was interesting and fun, don't get me wrong, um, but I was so excited to use whatever I was learning, um, that which was practical at least, and just you know see if I can make some money and make some connections with it. So I've been having a blast. I have a random question. Would you rather work all night or all morning? Oof. That's a good one. You know what? I've been. This is weird because I've been trying to find out if I'm a morning person or a night person. I just don't know, and I, I'm trying to find a way to just get less sleep so I can do more. <laughs> um, so, like the gym, for example, Jerry sees me at the gym, and he could probably last on the stairmaster or the elliptical longer than I could sleep. Oh, it's out of control. So I'm working. I've heard stories. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, I watch and I'm, I get tired on my own. I'm trying to keep up with Jerry, but anyway. Um, so if I get there in the morning, I find that I have more energy throughout the day. So I guess, you know, if I can get there, I like being a morning person and having the nighttime to relax. But with these uh, these clients, and especially with politics, it seems like it's sporadic. Sometimes it's going to be at 9 o'clock uh, in the morning start, and sometimes it's a 6 a.m. start. Sometimes I'm getting text messages and emails later at night. Um, but that's kind of cool. You know, I like the flexibility. So I guess my answer would be morning if I could choose. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, think of it this way, too. Like, it's easier to get yourself energized that way. So, like, if you're trying to pull, like, all-nighters, I feel like it becomes more counterintuitive day after day. Yeah. And there's more difficulty as far as what you're managing on, like, a calendar type of basis. And I'm always speaking subjectively for myself. What do you think, Chris? I'm neither morning nor night. I'm afternoon. Fair enough. <laughs> He's 12 to 8. And then, and then, no, and then after a certain time in the afternoon, I'm like, I'm good. I'm, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think that's, that's the, I guess, the paradox, I guess, of like, some people will wake up in the morning and be like, I'm ready to hit, hit, and hit the day and just go. And some yeah. people at nighttime just want to burn the midnight oil. 
I'm neither, just because I like to sleep. And I like to go to bed early, and then I like to sleep late. So yeah. that that's the issue. Kind of a segue to that, because I'm just curious by everybody in the room. Yeah. So we'll start with you, Joe. What was, like, the most and least you've ever slept in a night? All right, so the least, I've definitely done t- just no sleep. Yeah, I've done that for <laughs> sure. Um, you know, in my days working with Ponders and Sound, which I'm back with them now, but when I was younger, we did some cool events where I would work like a party late night until like 3 a.m. and then go back to the warehouse, have a cup of coffee, change my shirt, and then head ready to like a community event, which started at 4.30 in the morning, like a walk or something like that. So I've done that. Um, college filled with no sleep fantastic that's kind of on the drinking and partying side rather than just the working side um the most i've slept probably this past week when i got my wisdom teeth out i was just like so out of it i'm talking like 12 hours of sleep without even blinking that propofol was just <laughs> i i still remember like when i got my wisdom teeth pulled like i was just i that whole weekend was just it's it just a blur no i don't even remember it i'm you know <laughs> awful. Yeah. Awful. It's an awful experience, but at the same time, you 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 feel w- with the anesthesia, you feel wonderful, and then when it starts to wear off, you're like, it's that second uh, day. The second yeah, day that second in that day. situation is always the worst. Oh, that's my thing. I didn't even get the anesthesia because I went on the weekend, so I had to prioritize. Like, there's no way I can take off a day of work and then be banged up the next day. That's two days in the middle of the week. I was like, you know what? Let me go on the weekend. Of course, the dentist I was going to, they don't put people out on the weekends. So I was mm. wide awake for four teeth coming out. <laughs> you, you felt everything. Um, I mean, they, they, they numbed up my mouth pretty well. And the, guy, the, guy, the doctor was the man. He was singing, just for the story quick, he was singing Queen at the top of his lungs oh, nice. while pulling my teeth out. And then asking <laughs> me if I saw the movie. I wasn't sure how I was supposed to answer, being that I couldn't even speak. But it was a crazy experience. The guy was pretty cool. Um... But yeah, afterwards, I didn't want to take any of the crazy medicine they offered me. Vicodin, not my thing. I was like, you know what? I'll take the ibuprofen. But I paid for it later because the day or two after, it was swollen. And that was the worst part about it. My dentist sings, uh, I want to be sedated. <laughs> as he's pulling. No, no, legit. Like, you know, he, he's in your mouth. He's bringing, I want to be sedated. <laughs> and I'm just like, just, just don't sing that song. Don't you don't feel like it's mouth. kind of a trap when they do that to you? Because then you're going to have the instinctive reaction. Yeah. It's like, oh, that hurts. But <laughs> or man, all, to laugh or something like that. Exactly. Man, all, all 14. Like, how, how are you able to, like, eat? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I know. I, I lost, like, five pounds, five or six oh. pounds. It's. Uh, my mom is the bomb. She made like a bunch of soup for me, um, a bunch of food. Lots that of I ice cream. Eat. Yeah, ice cream. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. But I, I hate that. And when I'm not able to do something, like wasn't able to work to my full potential, couldn't really leave the house because I was like a chipmunk for the most part. I couldn't eat what I wanted, couldn't have a glass of wine. I was like, this is unbelievable. I hate this. <laughs> There's nothing worse in the world. And I'm like a little baby when I'm sick. So that was like the same thing. It was awful. Me too. <laughs> yeah. On the subject of food, so I'm curious about this, knowing that you're like a Kiwanis member and just involved with so much in the community that way. Yep. Let's say if you have like your whole sense of freedom as far as the type of meal you would want to make for about 10 people if they came over your house. Mm. What would be like your ideal thing you'd want to make them? Nice. These questions are good. All right. So... <laughs> Huh. Growing up in an Italian family, there's always this obsession with pasta and and pasta and wine. So those two, right off the bat, I make my own wine with my family and I make sauce with my family. So those two things I always have on deck at the house. There's gonna be ten people there. I need it in a pinch, a good meal. It would be it would be homemade sauce um, and some pasta, maybe some chicken parm. 
you know, maybe a little steak. If, if that, that's my ideal meal. Um, and for those reasons, I have to hit the gym way more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I would say like just standard pasta. Pasta carbonata is one of my favorite. I don't know if you know what that is. That's like uh, it's a pasta made of with eggs, raw oh, eggs. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a Roman dish, really, really good, um, and bacon. So like, what's better than that? I like um, I like speedless. <laughs> I like um, farfadel with the mushrooms. Fantastic. Those don't. That is just. Big mu- if you really like good. mushrooms, you love them, and if you don't like them, you just can't stand them. It's really weird. Yeah, it, it's, it's that weird. It's like I, I know somebody who doesn't like tomatoes, and I'm just like, why? How can you not like yeah, tomatoes? Yeah, those Especially weird people like, out blended there. in with macaroni yeah. like that too, though. Yeah, like I just had Five Guys, so I asked them like extra pickles because I just pickles. love pickles. That's another like, thing. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm a big pickle fan too. If yeah. you don't like pickles, though, you're like, yeah, I was like, what, what? pickles for sure. <laughs> it's like, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but then you got all the people who don't like the coleslaw, but then all pickles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, come on, like you, it's you got to go all the way in or not. It's one or the other. I mean, come on, you got to go with both. I'm a big diner guy. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that'd be my meal. What about you guys? What's your ideal meal? So I so I'm coming from the catering perspective. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, good lord. He's <laughs> about to get super serious. I'm excited. Very serious. Towel over the arm type. Exactly. Uh, so from that Italian perspective myself, I make sure that lasagna is always a first priority. Nice. Only for my convenience, and then we hope that other people can adapt to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. So, so what what brand is it, Jerry? Kirkland? Maybe. <laughs> inside joke. Inside joke, inside joke, inside um, joke. Kirkland was uh, I don't know. You know, um, my extended family aren't really cooks per se. Like, my aunt will have Sunday. If she's having people over. She'll just have, like, ravioli. Cool. Uh, my dad's the cook. So Christmas will have, like, the seven fishes and stuff. And Can't go wrong. Yeah, you can't that. go wrong with the seven fishes. Um, We're looking to have three in this house. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, no. Yeah, I, I literally, like, named all seven fishes to Jerry, and you couldn't name, like, half of them, right? You were like, what's that? What's that? And you're just like, yeah. Um, it's good for you. I, I don't know there what my... I, you, you know you what? I'm, I'm, I'm such a big steak guy, so just give me a steak. Give me... Or, or ooh, no. Here you go. Lamb chops. Whoa. You give me lamb chops. I'm just... Lamb chops with some maybe some broccoli and, like, a potato or fries. Nice. I'm just... Alright, we know what I got. While we're on the topic, we're talking about food. Yeah. So I'm a big foodie, and I just started an Instagram for it because I'm also into social media because of the Vaughn Agency and work. So I just started a food Instagram called Tipsy Foodie. So I'm gonna throw another little plug, plug in there. Oh, nice! A lot, a lot of plugs. Um, but and it's been a journey because I, there's nothing better in the world for me than to just go and grab some food and drinks with, with someone like that you're close with or family, whatever it is. So. A couple of friends of mine and my cousins were going out so often and taking pictures of it because you can't not. Food eats first. Uh, phone eats first, rather. So um, after a while, we decided, like, let's make an Instagram out of it. And we did. And it's been it's been super cool. Like, trying. We went to Smorgasbord yesterday in, in Brooklyn. Oh, nice. Um, That's a good spot. Yeah, it was, it was sick. I mean, there was a ton of food, foods that I've never had before. And then the standard, like, mozzarella sticks and really, really cool experience. Um so yeah, I don't know, big food guy. What have you ever been to um, Project Brunch? I haven't, yeah. and I live literally like in the place. That always happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's weird because so close. I see the pictures of their food, and I'm just like, Punch. not not to like. I mean, it's like I can't even fathom like looking at it is getting me like 
into a sugar coma. Yeah, some and of your stuff is, feels photographing it. Yeah, oh yeah, our, our friend David, who works for Valpac, who's like literally like right next door to it. Oh yeah, I, know, yeah. I think I know David. Yeah, yeah oh yeah, David, D- Grace. D- David yeah. Grace. Yeah, yeah. 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 He uh, he, it's like literally like right next door, and he he talks about like Project Brunch all the time. It's always crowded, and I just don't know how like like how you could get a meal. Yeah, and finish it is beyond me. I'm with you, but I mean. I, that's just my opinion. I'm not a big, big dessert guy. So, like, waffles and crazy syrup and ice cream and stuff like that, I'd rather just have, like, a steak, I mean, they're, like they're a niche. They're a niche, which is really cool. Like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like they're slowing down anytime soon. I think, aren't they supposed to be opening up another location or something? From what North I heard. North Shore, right? North Shore. Oh, yeah. what? Forest okay. Avenue, I yeah. think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which, Got it. I mean, that's pretty cool how, you know, you just came from... Because she was... I, if I'm remembering this right, the person that owned it is like a stay-at-home mom, right? Yes. So, yeah, so to do that and open up that's your own badass. business, be, that's, that is badass. I and be it. successful at it. That's even more badass. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and to have all the food in your horizon, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. what am I not going to give people that I should honestly have for myself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <for sure. laughs> Another thing we've been talking about, um, me and George, is like, because you spoke about how it's kind of a niche market. I think that cafes on Staten Island don't don't exist like they should. Right, there's a bunch of Starbucks, but there's no like crap coffee houses. I mean, there are a couple, and I found one, and I'm a crazy regular. I think they're actually sick of me. Main Street <laughs> Coffee. I don't know if you've been there. Oh, so I've heard of it. I've never been there yet. It's dynamite. It's a small place. The coffee's good. Stapleton? They got some treats. Uh, no, um, it's right on uh, Main Street here in Taunton. Oh, okay, because yeah. there is a new coffee shop in Stapleton, right? Uh, Van Duzer. Got it. Also fantastic. So I'm, I'm hunting these, these cafes. That's the only reason why I know them, but... Um, it's cool. Like go there in the morning before work sometimes, read for a little bit, just like relax. Those don't exist. I'm sick of Starbucks. I know. You guys drink <laughs> Starbucks a lot? I don't know. Um, well, I, I'm not a big coffee drinker. Okay. But so like, yeah, I know I'm, I'm, I'm very boring. I, I, I don't drink or and I don't, I'm not a coffee guy. <laughs> it's a neighborhood uh, obligation to intox, which is right now. No, but, um, uh, let's see if I had to choose between like the Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts or what's the other one? Like Tim oh, Hortons. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. I mean, I really like Tim Hortons. Really? Yeah. yeah I don't blame you. But Tim I'm Hortons a cool. for donuts. I'm like a Dunkin' Donut guy. Mm. Although, Country Donuts has some notch. really good donuts. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's it's. But Tim Hortons, I, I've had their stuff. Their muffins are just like crazy, amazing. Oh my God, they're, they're well, so Country light. Donuts has a very good variety of other food, oh, which yeah. a lot yeah. of people sleep on. Yeah, that's a fact. Didn't you, J- Jerry? One time, this is a funny story. We were in a production meeting. Um, this, this is what two weeks ago? Yeah, three weeks ago. He came with Dunkin' Donuts coffee <laughs> and Country Donuts donuts. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get a ticket on the way here? Probably. <laughs> wow, it's got to be a login. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be the case. Yeah. it's got to be like we we looked at him like, but you were there. So you made two trips. Yeah. It was like right next to each other. Is this planned? Maybe. We, gotta get, we gotta dive into this. <laughs> no, it's like you're right there. Why are you? It was in, it was in Altville. So, with me, I want to get coffee in like a bundle. And Country mm. Donuts and Forest doesn't have that because I like their coffee much better than Dunkin' Donuts. Interesting. So I'm like, I, I, I'm thinking to myself, how am I gonna get people like accompanied to have what well, you know coffee for everybody? Right. Dunkin' right. Donuts right now is the option to choose from. Yeah. Well, it's just Dunkin'. Yeah, it's it's not donuts. It's it's Dunkin'. We're, it's we're just all gonna have a hard time doing it. It's this. just Dunkin'. That's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. They changed it. Just, just it's, it's uh, Dunkin'. I mean, I guess it's kind of a smart idea. Well, because it's not 
they have so much stuff now. Well, at first, I thought it was a marketing ploy, like how IHOP did last year. With, right. Yeah, right, and I'm right. just like, why are you just love that idea? By the way, that was fantastic. I I I, I was I was duped. I was like, what? Did you get a burger from them? No, no, I didn't. I'm interested to see how they were. I thought that was a genius idea. Our our friend Joe Volanti can't go a podcast without mentioning my friend Joe. Perfect. Is that he's a big pancake guy. Everything's about pancakes with him. So, like, when he found out, he was like, "Having a hard oh, time. my God, where am I going to get my pancakes from? I love pancakes. Yeah. I'm like, there's all the places, Joe. No, hi, hop. There's only one. Yeah. There's only one. Yeah, Unless you want to go to Jersey to get some local stuff like that. Yeah, that's some serious stuff. Speaking of small caf- like small cafes, I don't know. Have you done, like, a lot of traveling, like, uh, around? Um, like, international or around? I mean, like, around the country. Because I'm going to ask you if you've ever eaten... Um, like um, see now I'm drawing a blank. Those small town, Uh-oh. uh, waffles, waffle houses. Oh yeah, yeah. You've been to any any waffle houses? So in terms of traveling, I'm I'm ashamed to say that I've done a ton of it outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the regular vacation spots, but like a lot of traveling in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of have this this goal now to travel more in the United States, and I feel like waffle houses is a big thing. Like my, my um. My roommate from college did his last year in Georgia, hmm. and they had a ton of them. I got a story after this. Yeah, <laughs> and Georgia was, like, sick. I, I would love to just – not. I don't know if I could live there, but I would love to go there for a period of time and just kind of, like – the culture's so different, the food's different, but I, mean, I want to hear the story. Yeah. So, so I was <laughs> in LJ for about four days. It okay. was me and about two or three of my friends. It was Matt and Mark who went with me. So we where? met up – Where? LJ, Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Mark's family we were seeing around there. So we were at, we were at the Waffle House, and let me tell you, I've never seen so many stereotypes. You can make a YouTube video off it, all in one restaurant. I've seen like I saw people just getting so rude with like the you know the waitresses or whatever. And they're like, oh, "Come on, man, where's my uh, where's my fucking bacon egg?" Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good impersonation. Yeah, you can't make that up. No, it's <laughs> real. No, it's really good. There's a reason that's my wine style. That's what I do in every restaurant I go to. <laughs> where the hell's my where, where the hell's my 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 chicken wrap? Because that's what you do at the colony. You know, I'll get like a chicken wrap with no tomato. Oh yeah, you're the guy that doesn't like tomato. Of course, me. Yeah. Oh, it's no, you. Yeah. No. No. Hey, dry tomatoes, I could get down. With. Okay. Like, like chopped like... in a salad or whatever. That's okay. all good with me. Okay. No, because we'll always go to the colony. And they and we we went to the colonnade so much maybe like what five <laughs> six years ago that we got the same waiter every time and the guy was like yeah you want your usual I'm like yeah and he would like bring us what's better than that I mean exactly. like my 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 usual was like because we used to go there late so I used to get like a um like a I'm blanking on the names today um it's the allergies yeah it's the allergies um <laughs> oh grilled cheese I used to get grilled cheese and then Jerry would get like a like a like a chicken wrap. Chicken finger thing Yeah, like, like a chicken finger wrap. Chicken finger melt, yeah. kind of? Yeah, chicken yep. finger melt. Like, hold <laughs> the tomatoes and stuff like that. And then and then we'd be picking on the pickles and the coleslaw and stuff. Picking on the pickles. Nailed picking it. on the pickles. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, aside from going out to eat with your family and friends, going to the same place a, a bunch of times and having, like, connection with the people who work there, I feel like it's the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, we used to, me and my family used to always go to El Sonio, um, which mm-hmm. is in Annadale. And the staff there is awesome. And going there and just being feeling comfortable like you're at home, there's nothing. It's the, it's the best. There's a restaurant me and my parents used to go to all the time in the city. It just closed. Recently, it was called Cafe Espanol. Oh, cool. And you would get – it's it's around it's around Houston okay. Street, I think. And uh, you'd either get tapas or you would get like 
just working with Spanish food. And it closed and we were all upset about it. It's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. Kind of divert the conversation just a little bit. I was curious to ask you this too. Sure. So I'm a big TED Talk guy and I love watching TED Talks. Yeah. So this is a question for both of you. I'll have him answer first. So if you were to do a TED Talk about anything, what would you pick and who are three people you want in the room? Whoa. This guy's so good. You host my podcast? <laughs> um, all right, let me think. So when you say three people in the room, do you mean listening or just like as supporters who are going to be there to help? Supporters who are going to be there to help. Okay. All right, cool. Wow, this is big. Um, something that is very TED Talk-esque that I am a big believer in and I have tattooed on me actually is uh, the phrase, the journey is everything. Um I have always been well there's a, there's a lot of them but we'll stick with that yeah I would say that I've always been a big fan of doing what you love right and enjoying every step of it so I always said as easy as it is to say now because I have very few responsibilities that I would never work a job that I hated or never work a job that I, I dreaded like crazy and, and was begging for the weekend I got super lucky that I found the job that I loved for, right off the bat um, so it's easier you know, to say that, but I've also felt that even in jobs that you like, there's always going to be something that is a little bit annoying or something that you're not willing to do, mm. you know, but if you enjoy the grind and the, and even the parts that you're not looking forward to and you make it exciting, you know, you're going to look back when you're hopefully successful and say, you know, that, that was really cool that I went through that period of time where I wasn't even enjoying it because I knew that there was a greater goal at the end. Um, so the journey is like is like a big topic for me, and I think it's a very TED Talky kind of thing. Um, and another thing is kind of positivity and energy. I've been really trying to focus myself on that, and I, I've started reading a couple of books about it. I just think that being positive and being happy is such a mental thing. Like it's an only, it's it's all about you. Like if you want to be happy, you just convince yourself that you're happy, and you will be. You know. Um, so I've been working on that. Three people that I would have helped me with that. That's a good one. Um, one of them would probably have to be my dad. He's always a big inspiration, uh, work-wise. Um, and my grandfather, who owned dealerships since that now, he was like kind of my biggest business uh, role model. So I think he would drive that point home pretty well. Um, a lot of what I do now is kind of for his legacy uh, now that he's gone. So that's a big that's mm. a big deal for me. And now I'm gonna on the third person. I'm gonna get crazy and think of somebody famous that I'd like to have there. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see him with you, with your family oh and stuff my God. like that. Yeah, that would be a hell of a mix. But, yeah, he's – I don't know. He, he's one of the people that I followed first that kind of got me into this journey kind of vibe because he's so out there. He's out of his mind. But that he seems genuinely happy and he is – super energetic and motivating i read a lot of his books so if i could have those three power team people there and and drive the point home that we need to enjoy every day you know no matter what it brings us that's my that's my goal and that, that'll be my ted talk so you got to answer like gary vanderchuk on this question <laughs> um so i have i think i have two but i also have two ted court ted uh, ted talks that i that i've watched that i really enjoyed and i'll Mention those first as I'm siphon as I as I'm siphoning through what I what I would talk about. The two TED talks I really liked was there was this kid that was on stage. It was like five six years ago. He was talking about homeschool hacking. Hmm. So his kid didn't go to regular school, but he did all. But he was homeschooled. But he grew a business around homeschooling. Right. 
and this kid was like 14 and he's like interning places and stuff and he's learning more doing that than you would at just regular going to regular regular class and you kind of see that nowadays where it's like i know i have like younger cousins who like i would talk to about like things that i don't know anything like you know that's going on in the world they no clue they have no clue what's going on and i feel like a lot of schooling is kind of not i don't want to say revisionist but it's what 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 would what what would the word you would use, Jerry? Skewed, not skewed, like overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. It's overcomplicated, but depending on the teacher, they would like put in their point of view on certain things, and not like if you're learning about, let's just say, like the American Revolution. It's like okay, you didn't really grow up in the American. I hope you didn't grow up in the American <laughs> Revolution. We'd have some questions, but it's like there's not really of your point of view you could put into the American Revolution. So just you should just teach it like straight up with facts. Right. I feel like a lot of times people like put in their all like, oh well, I think Yeah. You know, this. That's why I'm I'm leaning more towards like homeschool more mainstream homeschooling and stuff. And then there was another one, because I'm a big professional wrestler, wrestling fan. Awesome. So like this guy had professional wrestling no no mainstream you news is using professional wrestling tactics to like get a rise out of people. Cool. Yeah, so those are the two TED Talks I liked, I, I saw. Uh, the, the one I would do is, or the two I would do is struggles in filmmaking. Okay. Just from start to finish how, you know... The struggle to be with me on that well, process. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> the struggle of just like, when you come up with an, with an idea, right. is it feasible for you to do? But if you believe in it enough... You'll get it done. You'll get it done. Yeah. Is that... And the other one I would do is, for me personally, would be, like, struggles in growing up in, like, grammar school, in, like, a Catholic grammar school, Mm -hmm. where you have an overactive imagination, and every teacher is telling you and telling your parents there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with you. You're just, you're your own individual person who has a mind of its own, and, you know. Yeah. Because that was me growing up. I was very, I, I... would write stories in the back of my notebook. I'd right. make noises in the classroom. I was very fidgety. And fourth grade teacher was like, something wrong with them. you got to put them on Ritalin. Yeah, yeah, and Thank yeah. God I they didn't because, you know, I'd be a completely different person now. Dude, that's, um, yeah, yeah that, that hits home with me. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I think uh, that there's so many people out there, especially uh, not only in school but in the world, that are suppressed because they're not, you know, the norm. That's bullshit, quite frankly. Of course. <laughs> um, and then, you know, in, in terms of school, like, it's it's wild because school is supposed to be the place where you're able to think whatever the hell you want, right? And then ask questions that you're, you're interested in or talk about topics that you're, you're you know, are excited to learn about. And it seems like even in college now, it's becoming less and less okay to speak your mind. Um, and that's, yeah, that's a wild, it's a wild... Uh, wild thought and you know you mentioned also kind of if you have a goal in mind or a feasible idea as you put it um i i like to imagine that there are a few things that we can't do you know like and that sounds a little wild um but one small technique that i've just started doing in 2019 is like i think that if you have your priorities straight um that sounds wrong that's not what i meant if you if you have your goals um prepared and listed then you're able to 
better to uh, devote time to them. So right now in my bathroom, there's a, a, a post-it <laughs> on my mirror, um, and it's five things, um, and they're all things that I care most about, like you know, all things I want to work towards. I put I put the natural stuff like family aside, right? Because that's pretty obvious. I don't need to look at right at family every day to know that they're important. That's a constant reflection. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the things that I do have up there are, you know, the Vaughn agency and my goals with that partners in sound, another job. It's just another, you know, way, uh, another level of income that, that I'm getting. Um, my charity, the Kiwanis club, you know, those things are, are really important to me. Um, and I feel like those minor goals within those larger kind of areas, if I really focus my time on them every day, no matter what I want to do, I can do it. Um, so I don't know. That's that's helped me a lot, and I'm reading a lot of, about stuff like this, um, and it's helping. Have you ever read or heard of the book How to Win Friends and Influence People? I've heard the name. Yeah, I, I heard who it's yeah, by yeah. though. Uh, by Dale Carnegie. It's like it's written in like 1937 and gotcha. like fixed up a bit um, to make not really modernize the ideas because the ideas are ancient and they're genius, but um, to use more modern examples to explain the ideas. Um, and I'm learning a ton from it. I don't know if you do. You guys read at all? I, I, never, I never used to, dude. Ever. So, like, I'll I'll read, like, if something interests me. Like, I'm a big online reader. So, if I find something that's compelling, I'll take my time, like, 15, 20 minutes to actually absorb, like, the information. Right, right, right. I think that's probably more practical in some cases. Yeah. Because you can really find anything online, really detailed. Yeah, like, I'm I'm really, like, especially when it comes to, like, some filmmaking ideas I have. Like, if I have, like, an idea that popped up in my head, but I want to do, like, a little more research on something, I would dive into it. Like, I, I'm trying, I'm trying, I've been trying to write this thing for, like, the last 10 years, mm-hmm. and I finally, like, broke ground, like, officially, like, broke ground on it. I would write a little bit of it, but then I'd be unsatisfied, but a couple months ago, it was the first time I actually finished an overall, like, That's awesome, outline of it, and I was just watching a YouTube video. Um, it was, it was about The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> just, just, it's the the video game Legend of Zelda cool. and how there's like different subtexts within it, and one of it was was uh, Shintoism, which is like a Japanese which a Japanese term. I don't want to like yeah, say no, say it wrong. I think it's I have to yeah I think it's Japanese, cool. and um, it was just like the whole like religion and like mysticism around. It. I was like wow this is really cool. Let me read more about this, and I started to incorporate it more into like my story and stuff. But I don't normally like read like pop open a book and like. Right. Like, the last book I read, I think, was um, The Dark Tower, which cool. was, like, two years ago. And then three years before that, I reread The Lord of the Rings again. Because awesome. that's when The Hobbit, the old The Hobbit movies gotcha. came out. So I was like, let me read this again. But For some reason, I can't read, like, just for pleasure like that. Yeah. I don't know why. I just get it's bored. It's very hard. Like, yeah, you, you start to wander. Yeah. Your mind starts to wander. And the phone is hard to put down when I'm reading. I'm having such a hard time with that, too. Mm. It's wild. Yeah. I don't really know. Like everyone always puts such an emphasis on the importance of reading in terms of like learning more and vocabulary and things like that. I don't know if that's still a thing, or um, if watching a documentary on something you're interested in is just as important. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I think a visual interpretation is the more pragmatic way of learning. Mm-hmm. So like if you're watching something, there's more of an emphasis as far as how you can relate to it, right. and then how you're able to understand that point of view versus like. Uh, a sub- a subjective way of like internalizing it when you read something without like you know right 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 uh, the picture yeah, you you give me a video on something I'll eat it up like if it for me it's better because I because I have I have a audio processing uh, issues so sometimes like it takes me maybe two or three tries to read a paragraph in order to, like really right to hone absorb it. it so like but visually you give me something visually I'm like I'm 
I was like, you you give me like a test like ten minutes later, and I'm like, really. But um, yeah, like there was some stuff I wanted to research on that I was trying to find like history history channel documentaries on on YouTube, and yep. instead of like doing research and reading, because sometimes I won't find exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. Whereas like if you give it to me visually, I'll understand the story or what you try to explain a lot more than actually sitting down reading. Yeah. Which is a funny story. Because on books, so high school, we would always, you know, during the summer, you get like, here, read this book, read this Ten book. books, yeah. I would read the book. I would skim through the book. But I would, I would skim through the book, just get the overall outline, and then I'd yeah. go online, mm-hmm. and I'd go, is there a movie on this? And then I would watch the movie. So, right. like, we, we had to read Fantastic Voyage. Oh, cool. So I read the book, and then I watched the movie. You and then a funny story was I had a really cool science teacher. Uh-huh. I completely blanked on who the character's name was, so I raised my hand. I'm like, I watched the movie. Can I put like the, the <laughs> actors that play? She's like, Yeah. So I put that like Donald Pleasant, <laughs> so, Raquel Welsh. Or, she, that, yeah, she answered the correct because I was like, You know, I watched the movie. I forgot the names, but I watched the movie. That's so funny, yeah. man. There was that, and then there was um, um, All Quiet on the Western Front, most boring movie ever, but <laughs> I, I watched it. And those were a lot easier to like understand understand than the book. That's my yeah. You know what I mean? From a marketing perspective, right? I see time and time again that video is everything. Yeah. Um, for just about every client, video is like the go-to. Uh, it used to be blogs, and I think blogs still work. And there's a it's a long conversation it's a about niche. it. Yeah, um, but for the most part, spreading a message is, is almost always easiest with either some type of graphic or photo or a video. And now people's tolerance, uh, not tolerance. Um, attention span. Attention span. Boom, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> people's attention span is so short now that you have to get your message clear and people don't understand it in like under 15 seconds. It's absolutely crazy. But um, I always just think about you know whether, whether or not people put such a big emphasis on reading back then because that's all that existed or if because reading, you know, is better for your mind and your brain than some of this watching crazy amounts of television is. I don't know. But either way, you're learning, I guess. Oh, that's for sure. I mean, to, to retain that information is always like apples to oranges per individual. So mm-hmm. yeah. you always have to factor that in because that's the most objective you could be. Sure. And then you just have to understand for yourself like what would work best. There's there's always like a, there's always, there's always like a habit in motion as yeah. far as like what you kind of like see yourself doing. Yeah, it's very true. I didn't even think about that. I guess it really depends on the person. I mean, you said it too. I mean, you, you see stuff better and you understand stuff better with video than you would reading. And I think I'm probably the same way. That's why it's so hard for me to read. But I'm pushing myself and I'm trying not to fall asleep in my book. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wake up in the middle of the night, your head is like... Yeah, one page in. One page in. <laughs> with the highlighter and you only like one sentence in. It's yeah, like, exactly. So to, to kind of go from one question to another, but to bring a point home. So for me, like if I was to do a TED talk, I would just talk about gratitude and how it leads to success over time cool. and how much gratitude you have as far as thanking others, as far as being part of your journey and stuff like that. So to towards what you are saying. So I'm curious, what's the most creative way you've ever thanked somebody in your life? Whoa, that's so good. I, I'm literally baffled by these questions. <laughs> Baffled. Hey, he's good. He's good. He's fantastic. <laughs> um, I only know because I've tried to do this. Our podcast at the Vine Agency. Not that you know failed. We just have put less time towards it. But it's hard to come up with really good questions like that. Um, but anyway, the best way that I've thanked somebody. Wow, that's tough. That's really really tough. I I've 
what I'm trying to do now is be more verbal um, than ever before. So like, I you know my mom and my parents they know obviously that I appreciate it. And, you know, and they'll see that through how I've done in school and you know. Well, throughout my whole childhood, but it's pretty rare that I would be like, "Hey, Ma, like, thanks a lot for you know, what you've done. I really appreciate it." Because now I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. I think those conversations in general are pretty powerful, even though that's really standard and not really cool. Um, but one of the coolest things I've got, I've got an idea. One of the coolest ways that I've showed someone that I'm appreciative of them is like random small gifts. So my grandparents, for example, really close with them, um, and one day for no reason, I had just bought them um an alexa show like those the ones with the screens and it's first of all it's hilarious watching <laughs> yeah. you, you saw my face <laughs> yeah i saw christian like oh jesus <laughs> um but yeah first of all they love it it's so cool to see them interact with it um but also it's become like part of their life now and i'm able to say like yeah you know what it was something cool that i just brought to them one day and they were really and my grandmother's like such a sweetheart she's like oh uh, thank you so much. We love it. And she's using it for X, Y, and Z. My grandfather gets a little mad at it because his, he has a heavy accent. And also, even so, if you don't have an accent, sometimes it just doesn't work. Oh, of course. And it's annoying. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. But anyway, um, I guess that would be it. Like small little gifts. I feel like that's like the, the coolest thing. When, so when you get a gift from somebody, it doesn't have to be expensive, but like a $15 t-shirt that's just a saying that you know your friend likes. Like right. You just get it and you show it to them. Hey, I thought that you liked this. It's, that's super cool. It doesn't. Ta- it never ta- takes a lot of money. To make sure that you're appreciative of somebody, yeah. as long as the thought uh, counts, because honestly, that's the most priceless thing about anything that you do selflessly. Yeah, right, for sure. So, what's what's your, I want to hear about you about you. I did so similar to you. I did Google Home uh, gifts for two types of groups. So, first group I'm going to talk about is at the JCC. Cool. I got uh, I got the special needs group a Google Home because I used to work in that type of field. Right. So I understand the means of communication as far as how helping to enhance their skills and make it more practical in the real world. So they did like a lot of stuff with our like parks department. I got a partnership with them that way. So uh, when I got them the gift, I told Craig who was the per- who the, who the person was like running that uh, whole group. Right. So I told Craig, I'm like, think of it this way: when you have something like this. You're able to help strengthen their communication skills and their clarity as they communicate back and forth with each other. It's huge. That's absolutely huge. I mean, it's priceless. Then on a more comical scale, (laughs) I got a Google Home for family upstairs. There you go. So, of course, with my dad, technologically out of scale. (laughs) And I think it's more of a thank you to myself as far as seeing him try to communicate with it. Yeah, he can Google things on his own now. My, my my dad calls me upstairs to print something. <laughs> oh god, really? <laughs> Can you print this? Out? I'm like, Dad, it's wireless. Just press the print button. Yeah. No, yeah. no, you got to turn it on. So I have to I have to plug the printer in. Can I, I say something about printers? That I think they suck. I think we have the sickest technology out there. Yeah. And I think printers suck. They, we're they're, still they're we're still we're still right? we're still at that age of printers. Like why? I don't know. Like Print- we're 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 old enough to like. Look at it like this. Like we're old enough. We're the generation that first had the first home computers officially. Right. I don't want to say like the Mac DOS stuff, but I mean like officially the affordable home computers. In like ni- I think I got mine in like 1996. Yeah, I was like six. Yeah, and then we got the printers, and it was and these were like the first home printer printers, not like the big office right. fax machine printers. And the 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 only thing that's changed about it is that the wireless. Yeah, that's it. You can I still just, fax, still make a copy, still print. 
That's it. There's still a ton of problems with yeah. it. Like, there's always jams and toner jams. Yeah. yeah, the ink is expensive. I don't know what. Yeah, what oh my god. No, you have no clue. Like, not only is it expensive, it runs out so fast. Yeah. Like, you, you, like, and I don't even, my family doesn't even print. Like, I print out resumes. That's all yeah, I print out. That, yeah. the, and I print them out maybe two, once every other week because I print, I print them out in bulk. God forbid you print something with color too. It's like yeah. you gotta take out a loan. Yeah, and then and then cartridge is like thirty five dollars. Thirty five dollars. One time, one, one one printer we had just just like two or three printers ago was like seventy five dollars for like ink. I'm like, why? Wild. I'm like, why? Yeah, printers are cheap now. Yeah, and the ink is expensive. Yeah. It's like here, here's a hundred and fifty dollar printer. Oh, by the way, the the and the ink is two hundred dollars. But wait, there's more. Yeah, right. I right. still I still remember walking into a Staples that would be like six years ago and seeing seeing the three D printer and being like, what? Wild. <laughs> what is this? Like, oh, it's three D printer. I'm like, what? explain this. <laughs> what, like, like I felt old. Like, yeah, right. I don't know why. Like, it's like you see some type of new technology and you're like, you feel old, even though I was like probably like 21 at the time. I'm like, yeah. why, why do I feel like I'm like 80? It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So I like to keep my conclusions open-ended, so I'm going to leave off in this final question to you. Sure. What's an idea that you've always had in the vault that you've wanted to get out there and had a hard time trying to express it? Hmm. Business? Anything. Could be anything. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, so I'm going to start off with one angle just because I'm, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, one angle I started off with is I always knew that I wanted to start a business, even from when I was a kid. But not until it was like deep into college, I realized that that was kind of like a stupid, really general thing. Like, <laughs> like I want to start a business. Cool. That doesn't make any sense. Like, you need more direction than that. Like, what, what kind of business? business? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I fell into marketing and I realized that with that, I was able to kind of learn a little bit about all types of business. So that was really cool. Um, but I'm still like... I always kind of had this in the back of my mind, this idea, this Shark Tank vibe. Like, I want to create something, you know, and like that. I think that's so cool. And I have no idea what it is. I'm trying to get it out of me. Like, what's that cool and like invention that I could think of, shoot for the stars, maybe spend too much money on it, <laughs> and then like really break through? So, I don't know. I'm still in that process where I'm trying to think of it. The maybe um, is extra spelled out as far as anyone willing to put themselves yeah. in that predicament. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. But that's the best I can give. That's a tough question. But I don't know. What, what, give me some ideas. What about you? So uh, something that I've wanted to do, it's more of a silly idea, and I think I've told Christian about this. So film festivals seem to, seem to oh, have a... Lord. Yep. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. I know what's up, Christian. It's a controversial film festival, I know. So... Oh, so film festivals because we've had a lot of experience going to like different ones in the city and sure. just throughout Jersey and stuff like that so they're very serious and I've never liked the vibe as far as how serious people are because even when like people start to like laugh at themselves they kind of get like condemned to it because like you have a very artsy vibe as far as with that type of stuff yeah. and they're like oh come on you gotta, you gotta stop like you, all this other crap or whatever so I've always wanted to do the first of the worst film festival and the way <laughs> it would work is I would have people's first movie they've ever done and I would have them only submit that first movie so then it's kind of like which one is the worst movie and then you get to show your best movie afterwards right. that's super cool and if you get famous people in there like someone who is wildly successful and you get to see their first piece of work and you're like oh well, that kind of looks like my work so maybe I'll be successful <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, I've, and I've pitched it to a couple of people Wait what? I've I've actually pitched I've actually told people the idea. Wait they, really? Yeah, they they, they no they they love it. 
Shockingly, because I I said because I pay royalty to Jerry. That's his idea. Well, yeah, no, no, because I was sitting there and I'm <laughs> no, no, no it, it it wasn't. It was to like you know Chris's group. Oh, I got you. They were like, oh wow, we 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 love that idea. Like that's awesome. Showing your worst work, and then <laughs> I already know which one I would show. It gives people. It, I feel like it gives people more self-esteem about their stories and what they're willing to share. Yeah. So, because people tend to like kind of like close off themselves, like when they when they express themselves to other people. So like, why not have an opportunity to show something that actually has happened in your life and not be ashamed of it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot of people out there who, once they're successful, they'll hide the kind of shitty first phases. Yeah. Um, and just be and you know boast about i don't really boast about i know it's not negative but and just get more excited about the stuff that was successful but if you really look back you know and you see from phase one you start to really appreciate the success and i you know i'm a fan of russ right oh the, the rapper. of course yeah so did you see the video on instagram recently um he starts off like it's a video clip of him in like this small club like 100 people rapping and then all of a sudden it cuts to like his most recent concert with like thousands thousands of people i love his story so cool so cool. he's somebody who i give so much respect to because he's completely himself 120 yeah. percent of the time yeah it's the most amazing thing ever yeah it's super and, and like hearing his first couple songs or seeing his first couple concerts really makes you appreciate his music now it's pretty similar to the film film idea <laughs> that's <Yeah>. for sure <laughs> That was just my dad. My dad. My parents are in Florida right now. Oh yeah. And my dad knows I. I, I want a Mustang. Oh nice. So, so he. On it? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> so, so, no. 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 So. So. So he rented. You know, like rent a car. Oh, and, and he cool. rented a Mustang, and my mom took a picture of him in it, and he sent it to me, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, thank, I'm like, thank you for torturing me. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, for, for me, I, I want to open up a production company. Cool. And then I, me and Jerry talked about doing a, um, a, 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 a wow, the allergies, man. The um, a uh, nonprofit. Thank you. A nonprofit. <laughs> Wait, this is this is what the subject is about, and I couldn't remember. Uh, yeah, nonprofit for um, kidney and pancreatic cancer. Wow. Because I had a family member that that died. Of, oh, I'm sorry, uh, man. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. It was, it was, yeah, it hit me pretty hard. But wow. I, I feel like you know. I want to be able to like you know help other people that had the same thing that he had. Yeah. So I want to open up something like that as well as in conjunction with the production company. Really? Good. Yeah. I, I, can I curse on this really? Quick? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. yeah right. You should fucking do it, man. Yeah, I know. I do. I want to. <laughs> I want to. The, the thing. The thing is, is I I I know Jerry's got his. Uh, what makes me and Jerry work so well is like Jerry, who doesn't watch movies, doesn't watch television. Not really. Is a really good <laughs> film producer. With the fact that he doesn't watch, interesting, and like he, a different perspective. yeah, he looks at it at a different perspective, and I'm always the film guy, so like I, I would not to like knock you in, but it's like I really want to be in business with somebody who knows the ins and out of of business, of yeah. running a bit. Not, I know, so you kind of run a little bit with like books and stuff, but that's that's more like event books and i mean mm-hmm. like overall oh it's a completely like different like it's animal. a completely different That's animal sure. when it comes to like books and stuff and i feel like you you you'd be good as a partner but it's like as you you would say to me too like you need like somebody that's like yeah. an expert jerry would run because i mean because you 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 would run so because you said you you would run a certain side of the because of the, we we've had discussions oh yeah of course jerry want jerry wanted to run like the uh like some of the books for like the um for for the uh 
for the projects that we do, like for like if somebody needs like a video, Jerry would be like, hey, you know, here's our budget. Establish and, like sure. and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's, you're really good at that because you, you did the budgeting for like one of the other films. Well, you always want to yeah. give people opportunities to kind yeah. of like see your work at first and mm -hmm. then see like where the investment lies from you. Sure. So like it's important to see what you're willing to give to others and see what could be given back. So I've always wanted mm -hmm. to like kind of incorporate that mindset like when I'm drafting a proposal and right. seeing, okay, how can I relate myself towards why people want to work with me. Yeah, and that's 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 a really good position to have. That's a really good niche as well. It's like with me, it's like I, I feel like like what you said, like you wanted to run a business. I, I feel like I'm a little business savvy. Yeah. But at the same time, like I was saying before about reading it, reading about it and just like you know, I could watch videos, but even sometimes watching videos yeah, <laughs> is boring. Enough. It's yeah. boring. It's boring. So like I feel like if I had somebody that's like running the business but then I'm the guy that's like, hey, walks up to you be like, hey, you know, I have this idea that I want to do. Right. You know, is it feasible for us to experiment To experiment and figure out, hey, can we, can we do this along with the project that we're making money on? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we're running, we're doing out, we're making videos for people, we're, we're putting in money, but we also want to be content creators. Yeah. That's that's my big thing. I want to be content creation. So, like, if I had somebody that's, like, businessy. Mm hmm Along with like Jerry running the books and then like someone else doing that, like I think that would be really cool. But and it's a gamble too. Like you put a lot of money into it and you're always stressed out and stuff. So like, yeah, it's yeah. it's a huge gamble. To that point, um, the only thing the advice that I can give, only because I'm do I'm doing it, is finding like a mentor of some sort, yeah. which is obviously easier said than done. Yeah. Again, I got so goddamn lucky because I found George who was running a business that I was interested in. Uh, George and Letitia actually because Look how Letitia, many jobs George has worked over time too. Oh my God. That's a big George source of help that way. Every single job ever in every state. <laughs> and Letitia, uh, who's the other owner of the company, has such an interesting outlook um, from the public relations side, um, from a political standpoint. And from the both of them, I'm eating up so much knowledge that I feel more equipped than ever to actually run a business, you know, if it came down to it. Mm. And I feel like sometimes there's only so many videos and books that you can read. Watching it happen in front of you is the best way. Mm. And it's really cool. And the other side to that, too, is you mentioned, like, the books, right? So, mm -hmm. for example, like, the accounting side of it is something that I hate, and I'm not Yeah, I hate that. So, I, you know, with the Man Freddy movement... I could get used to it. It's one of those things, like, I, like when I put my mind to it, I can be pretty diligent and get it done. Right. But it takes a while to put yourself get in that in. mindset. Yeah, like, I just... I couldn't stand it, and I'll... And I... I think that the best thing to do is to not let that stuff stop you but rather to find someone who's really excited and good at it mm. and let them do it you know yeah. like and that's what i'm trying to do with my board for the man freddy movement it's like what do you guys want to do because then you're going to do it really well um and emily who's on the board is a good example she's like yeah like I'm, I, I like writing a lot i was like all right well why don't you take care of like some of the blogs for our website and she's crushing it and they're sick so like I think, again, full circle, doing what you love, you always do the best. So find somebody that's good you know, at the stuff you hate, and then you can just create videos all day. That's the best thing. Because yeah, that's the stuff I, I love being the producer and the director of it, but not necessarily like – like I'll run. I'll run a company, but mm -hmm. like if you give me like the books and stuff, like it's like well, yeah, I'm just like – you, you, you do it and then just tell me if we're in the red or not. Yeah, are we winning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what you like said – but what, what, what you, what you said about like mentors and stuff jerry i kind of look as jerry like a mentor too because way back when he was looking 
way back when he was looking for work right. before he before he settled into the position that he's in now. He used to call him the interview king because <laughs> it'd be like I call him up, hey, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm going to Jersey. I got an interview here, and then I got one on Staten Island, then I got one in the city. What? Mm. In awesome. one day, yeah, how? How do you do it? Crazy process yeah. sometimes, yeah. man. So like, so like, when I go on in interviews, Jerry's the first person I text. I go, hey, Jerry, this is the interview I'm going for. Um, I want to say this to them, right? But I don't know how to word it correctly. Yeah. Can you help me? And then like ten seconds later, Jerry would be like, say it like this, and I'd be like, oh, damn, like why didn't what the hell, man? Like why didn't I think of that? And, you know. Trying to win in yeah, every it's, aspect yeah. is impossible. Because the thing is, is, well, what's good about, what, what I think is good about me with interviews is that you're, you as the interviewee mm-hmm. is, only as good, is only as good as the person that's interviewing you. For sure. So, like, if you just have, like, a dull person that's like, hey, so like you did, like, I can't really feed off you. I've had some interviews where I felt like I nailed it. Right. Just because the person was so like, hey, how are you? How's it going? Hey, so, oh, oh wow, that's time. really fascinating. Tell me more about that. Oh, man, that's awesome. Blah, blah. And then didn't, don't get it. And then right. and then I'm like, I'm like, you were so nice to me. And we were like, you know, you, yeah, you yeah, built yeah, that yeah. confidence up about yourself. And then just to like, and then you have like those really bad interviews where you're like, oh, I didn't get it. And then they call you back and you're like, at least for another round. And you're like, yeah, right. And you're like, what? I guess that's just them being good at their job, right? Yeah, you know? I mean, I yeah, know. that's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah. That happened to me last year. Like, yeah. like it was like I went to, I had a phone interview, and I'm like, these guys aren't going to call me back. And then I had another interview, and I'm like, then I went to the interview, and I was on the bus coming back home. I was like, I was yeah. f this and f that because I was like, I I was terrible. They called me back a third time, and I'm like, okay, maybe there's something going on here. And then yeah. the next week, I got the job. I was like, okay. Dude, you know what? It's all a numbers yeah. game, and also it's like, unfortunately, there's always so many things going on in the background that you'll never know. It's like, maybe you didn't get the job because, you know, somebody else made more sense for the thing that they needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, like, they thought they can hire and they can't. Or maybe, you know, there's so many things going mm-hmm. on in the background. You, and you'll blame, never you'll know. You'll never yeah. know. But it's like, if you blame yourself, you just wind up crazy. There's, exactly. there's always that thing. I There's always that it's it's sad but it's good at the same time it's like you're uh, there's always somebody better yeah so it's like you can be the master of your craft or whatever you do but there's always going to be somebody that's a notch every time better than you and i think that's what makes everybody run is makes everybody keep working and stuff because it's like you could be satisfied but then you're just you're just quitting yeah if you be if you're satisfied where it's like you need to be like need to get better need to get better need to get better yeah and that's what drives people. That's what I and I think that's what drives a lot of people in businesses too. Mm-hmm. That definitely, you know, you could get as big. You you well, nobody will get as big as Disney, but you could get as big as. Not well, not yet. Yeah, you could get as there big as you could get as Disney. big as you could get as big as. That's why it's a business podcast. Wherever it is, <laughs> but you know, there's always going to be someone bigger than you. There's yeah. always a bigger fish. Yeah, as Qui Gon as, as Jin said in Star Wars, <laughs> there's always a bigger fish. Big Star Wars guy. Yeah, yeah. The bigger fish to tackle though. Yeah, let's make it. There you go. Bigger fish to tackle. Now <laughs> <laughs> it's done. Joe, is there anything else you want to promote before we wrap up? Um, plug away. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Sorry. <laughs> so I'll start off be. with uh, if you're interested in helping out the community in Staten Island, if you're young, um, if you're not young, it doesn't matter. But we want to help out the community. Um, we're in our 501c3 process, and uh, check out the ManfrediMovement.com. Um, you know, it's really, really important to me, and I think that it's flexible enough for that we can help a ton of people. So we're open to a, a lot of ideas, whether it's being on the team or asking us for our help. You know, definitely reach out. Again, uh, the com. 
And then uh, I'll also shout out the Levon Agency again because a lot of the things that I talked about today, um, I can accredit the staff there, Leticia and George, for you know giving me a ton of knowledge and helping me you know through the process. So yeah, those are my plugs. Those are the important ones. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure. I appreciate it, guys. You got it. And there you have it, Joe Quadrara, season two, episode one. I just love saying Season 2, Episode 1, because it is a fact of life. Christian, how do you feel about the new trajectory of our season so far? I love it. It's really good. We had a really strong start. Next week is going to be Joe Volante. I've said it a million times. You guys are going to hear me and Joe argue. I'm very excited. He's going to tell me to shut up a thousand times. Can we make a drinking game yes. out of gluten-free water uh, for you? Yes. I'm going to put up something. Maybe maybe I'll put something <laughs> up on Facebook, the the Joe Valenti drinking game of how many times he tells me to shut up, how many, t- how many times he asks me, <laughs> do I like pancakes, how many times uh, he's going to tell me to go home, and just, you know, all that juiciness. Cause I wonder that, how many times he's going to tell me to go home. Yeah, he's going to tell you to shut up. Um, so So drink the whole shot if he says that's what she says. No, sorry. Finish your drink if he says that's what she says. Take a shot every time he says uh, go home or shut up. You're like too drunk to be making up your own rules right now. I am, I am. Off I, of your I'm five on, guys I, mixed I, drink I, over here. No, it's these allergies. I'm taking like, meds and stuff, so I'm just like, I'm, I'm a little loopy. So yeah, so that's it, Jerry. Next week, season two, episode two. I can't believe, like, season two. I can't believe it. It's really good. We're gonna have, we're gonna have, we're gonna try to get some returning guests from last from last season to come back. I want the dad joke battle to happen. I let's get that dad joke thing going with um, Craig Lordgren and uh, Antonio Gerardo. Antonio Gerardo. Let's see who can make the worst dad jokes ever. <laughs> um, it's gonna be a little late, but I do want to get Chris Marcianti on because him and me. We were supposed to okay, so we were supposed to get Chris on in October, but then we got, but then we had, but then we got, we he he got overbooked. What I mean by he got overbooked was we booked him, and then we had Mike Levy, and then we had Larry Sharp, and then it was too late because we were going to talk about the new Halloween movie, right? But I figured, you know, it's never too late for us to rant about movies. Plus, Chris wants. Plus, Chris wants. Chris wants to do a YouTube show, so I figure we'll we'll do some. We'll 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 start it as a podcast, and then we'll move on to that. But we're gonna we're gonna rant about Halloween. Have Chris on. We'll get we'll get a whole new people on. Um, yeah, and then we'll we'll dive more into um, stuff. We'll 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 do we'll do like tales from the filmmakers of like our old stuff. Like maybe we'll do tales. Filmmakers for Galaxy Wars. I have a suggestion. Okay, go, go, go. Very quick before we wrap up. Yeah. Could we do a filmmakers episode of the first time I filmed the wrestling match with you? Um, I want to do a Tales of the Filmmakers-esque show for the wrestling stuff. Has us have us like very like something to wrestle with Bruce Bruce Pritchard dish where it's like we take like one show one KCW show and do like the backstory of it and then not entirely watch it but go through the matches and just like either we'll commentate or we'll go like hey so this match happened what's your opinion on it dud or like yeah it was okay but I want to do like some backstories and stuff with each wrestler because we had a lot of wrestlers and stuff that were prima donnas and stuff so that would be a cool thing to do with a bunch of people who were involved I would love to get Jimmy on 
I'm um, definitely going to work this season to get more mics so we can have more guests on, multiple guests, instead of having like one person sharing the mic. But um, Or oh, two, two people sharing one mic. You want to share it with me, don't you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's basically it, Jerry. So a lot, a lot of new things to come. I'm going to put a banner up on the page for the first season. Like, here's all of our episodes from the first season. All of the banner, just all the banner covers. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm sorry, guys, this wasn't video. I'm just really I'm just really under the weather when it comes to, like, allergies and stuff. So, like, I just didn't feel like hooking up the video equipment. But from now on, it's going to be video. Uh, you're going to see Joe's lovely face on the next episode. But, yeah. All right, guys. Um, that's a wrap. Love yous. We'll see you. We'll see you next week on the Collective Podcast. All right. <laughs>